up for our 90s definitive comedies is Wayne's World from 1992, starring Mike Myers and Dana Carvey and a myriad of other meh, stars. I mean, people, household names, there, I would yeah, say. There's a ton of guests. I, I I would say starring Mike Myers and Dana Carvey with Tia Career and Rob Lowe and then a host of guests, right? Is that how you say her name? Tia Career? Tia Career? I, I no, I I'm asking you. I don't I have no idea. I'm just I thought it was I always thought it was Tia I mean, Career it, or Tia Career. It, it probably is. I have I don't know. I was just know, in, myself. in my heart she's Tia Career. <laughs> and, and, yes, I, I and I love her in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> As um, as Mike Myers says, if she were pre- president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> right. From my childhood for this movie. So me and my sister Michelle were staying at our grandparents' house in Langsburg, Michigan, when this came out on video. So I don't know, videos took forever. So it was probably like a year or two after this movie actually was released. And we went and we rented this movie and my grandparents didn't really know what to make of it. And we put it on the TV and we were all watching it and living room at my grandparents house and my grandpa shut this thing off five (laughs) minutes in like he was like i don't know i I don't know what the hell that was that's trash i don't know what you know like he was he was furious that we had even like tried to watch yeah was he was he like did he find something that to be completely inappropriate i'm trying to think in the first five minutes they have the guy with with the suck cut Like, right. I know, mean, like it's. I, mean, I could. I could say. I could goofy. say. Like a, I. I gather. Like you know? he probably would have thought it was really stupid. Right. And but right. and it was like it's like the earliest '90s comedy I can think of that like started to go the way of like silly and stupid yeah. in a way that the '90s did. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I mean, he was just so not having Wayne's World, and like we didn't even get to like Bohemian. Well, maybe mm-hmm. we might have gotten that far, but it was yeah, it was a quick on and off at my grandparents' <laughs> house. It's interesting you you mentioned you know stylistically it felt '90s to you because I would agree with that. Like, and maybe again, I'm no expert, but like as far as I can remember, this be this was what 1992, February of 1992. It probably was an early tone setter of what I feel like later '90s slapstick comedies emulated in some way with kind of the extreme characters not to say that there weren't movies with extreme characters that were you know slapstick comedy for that thinking of movies like fast times at ridgemont high and stuff with spicoli right but like this was like a movie where all the main characters were dialed up to 11 to it to a degree Mm. you know or at least several of them but this one though again kind of like don't tell mom the babysitter's dead a lot of the references are actually fully 80s the characters themselves the main characters characters Wayne and Garth are like trapped in their 80s adolescence they're really not 90s Mm -hmm. they're very 80s having said that there are also very 90s references in the movie like there are a couple of references that are very very early 90s and I feel like even though the the characters and the themes were reflective of the 80s this is one of those movies where I feel it informed the 90s from here out like so many phrases and words and things they say I feel like became part of the 
90s lexicon. Now, again, I wasn't a teenager in the 80s, so maybe these were things kids said in the 80s. I don't know. But I can tell you that me personally, in my experience, me and my friends and around my house, we adopted a lot of these these terms. And to me, they resonate with my 90s experience. Things like not are you mental? Get the net. Hurl, <laughs> spew, blow chunks, swing, babelicious, game on, a sphincter says what? These are things that like, I feel like every teenager in the 90s knew these phrases, right? Oh, yeah. And so, it, But again, I can't really speak for the 80s in that regard. Ironically, my favorite of all the phrases they say is one that I don't remember really catching on in the 90s. Again, I could be wrong. But when they refer to his ex-girlfriend as a psycho hose beast, <laughs> that just... Just makes me oh laugh every time. And I don't know how that didn't become a more regular way to like, you know, describe I mean, a clingy girlfriend great. or something. Right? right. I mean, I obviously like I'm trying to avoid doing bits, but mm-hmm. like the gun rack yep. scene sequence, <laughs> like just that whole sequence is like one of my favorite yes. comedy bits of all time. Like I absolutely love it. I crack up every time because it's yep. just it's such a, a well concocted scene that it's just like <laughs> yeah. she's such a lunatic yes. and she's like bringing him this thing he could never use. Oh my god. Well, I, I just love it. I, I made a note about it later but like their reaction every time Stacy comes around who is played by mm. uh, I think Laura Fl- Flynn Boyle right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Every time she comes around the looks on their faces are classic and then like you said that whole sequence is like quintessential Wayne's world, right? They nail oh, yeah. it. It's so perfect. And again, it ends with, Are you mental? Get the net. We broke up. Like it's <laughs> it, it ends with right. those like catchphrases that became, you know, synonymous with Wayne's world and oh, Mike yeah. Myers, right? But yeah, the I had mentioned the, you know, kind of the look being very 80s. And so I had written down a lot of like the references and the cultural references being very firmly rooted in the 80s and even the 70s, because I think that's where their characters are supposed to be trapped in. But like right out of the gates, they they're watching that you know, they're watching TV and they see the clapper, the Chia pet, which actually oh, came out of the seventies, but it still kind of feels eighties. There's references to Heather Locklear, who was a huge <laughs> star in the eighties, though also mm. the nineties, like she wasn't a relevant, right. the great Poupon bit that they do. That was a very eighties commercial. That one, it actually started in 1981. That, uh, see like that bit. Like <laughs> I, I always remember like, what the fuck is this? Like that was what I thought when I watched mm-hmm. I'm like, what are they? They've got to be referencing something. And I oh, have yeah. no idea what it is. And that is and actually a reference that I very much remember from from TV as a kid was those great Poupon commercials. So I remember that in the movie, how funny it was, because it was like such a ubiquitous commercial, right? Like everybody, I feel like knew that commercial. Wait, the, did you the, say "excuse me, baking powder" when you when you were going through your your uh, your lines? I should have. I definitely wrote it down. Did I skip okay. that one? I I don't. I didn't remember if you said I could because I, I definitely wrote down it. "excuse me, baking powder" because. <laughs> love that uh yeah the police academy references the motley crew and van halen shirts the posters in garth's room garth's dog uh so anyway lots of 80s references though i did write down the discman on the dashboard as we were talking about in the last episode like having a cd player in your car was very 90s the scene with uh robert patrick from terminator 2 when he comes up as Mm -hmm. the villain
one. But yeah, so that's that's kind of, you know, me me reflecting on its 90s relevance. But for the movie itself, I so I'll, I'll be very blunt. This is one of my all time favorite movies. Like, I love this movie. I think it holds up. <laughs> I mm-hmm. laughed hysterically the whole way through rewatching it. And it's one of those movies that I probably do watch every few years. I love Wayne's World. I always have. I always will. As I mentioned, Tia Career. So this would have been I would have been 10 years old when this came out. But I don't know. I don't know if I, I realized it at the time, but definitely watching it now. Like she is so hot in this movie. <laughs> like she's she's amazing. And maybe it's just the rock chick thing, you know, and she's like on stage playing guitar and everything, which, by the way, that was actually her singing those parts. Yeah, uh, I looked that up. She does yeah. all her own singing in it. And uh, apparently she passed up an audition for Baywatch specifically to try and audition for this because she wanted it so bad. Things that I thought were unique in it as well. And this is, again, I'm, I'm not an expert, so I don't know. But was it common in comedies to break the fourth wall the way that Mike Myers oh, does in no, this movie? Or so. was this I, kind of u- unique or novel at the time? It might it um, might not have been the very first one to do it, right. but it was probably the first one to do it and go all in on it like it did. Because they you know? lean in into it pretty hard, right? They even yeah. acknowledge it at one point when uh, Ed O'Neill starts talking to the camera. He says, <laughs> no, you know, me and Garth are the only ones that get to talk to the camera. <laughs> like, like they even acknowledge that they're breaking the fourth wall. Right. Right. It's very in your face. Ed O'Neill, by the way, in this movie is so wonderful. (laughs) He's amazing. He's amazing. (laughs) And another thing I wasn't sure how unique or novel was it, but the blatant parodying of like well-known movies and pop culture, like the T2 reference, the Oscar scene, you know, and it flashes across the bottom of the screen. It says, you know, this is our Oscar scene or whatever, (laughs) uh, as he's throwing water in his face and pretending to cry. Uh, Stuff like that. Like it really, really parodies pop culture itself. I don't know how often that was happening before almost as like a you know part of the humor it did introduce queen to a new generation i i distinctly mm-hmm. remember that even though i was young i remember but i feel like nobody was listening to or it wasn't coming on regular radio bohemian rhapsody until they did that bit and suddenly right. it was everywhere right absolutely yep. you know and, well, and I mean, I heard, I think I read somewhere that like Lauren Michaels really wanted them to use a different song, like yep. something from the 80s, you know, something a little yep. more recent and popular. I've heard that as well, that, that the the studio and everything wanted them to use something else. And Mike Myers was like, it, it, I could be remembering this wrong, but I feel like I've read or heard that it was one of those like deal breakers. Like, no, it, right. it has to be this song or this bit is not going to work. Like, it's going to be hilarious. And right. thank God he, he got his way because that is a classic scene <laughs> right well it's just they can be so animated singing along with right it, like with right. the way the song changes so much in the like, harmonies yeah. and everything you know right <laughs> yeah the other thing like about that sequence dana carvey has said that like he was really annoyed that they like used the take that they did because like basically he he wasn't prepared like he hadn't memorized the lyrics and he's mm-hmm. just like barely moving his mouth and it's not really going along with anything that's being said this so he's like he was annoyed by that but i mean it's <laughs> So I don't even notice it as I'm watching. It's just that's like kind of Garth, guys. though. He's not very animated usually. You know? Right, he's like right, quiet and true. shy. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I noticed was like all the blatant foreshadowing. You know, like the cop in the mm. beginning, the security guard, the radio station, and again, I think at one point they even point out this seems like a very blatant placement of this security guard. I wonder if this will come back up. Right, or right. Like that, you know, or what, I forget exactly the, the line, but it's very self-referential throughout the entire oh, movie. Yeah. There's a whole sequence. I've got to mention this there's a whole sequence where they reenact the 
title song to Laverne and Shirley and they go yes. and they're skipping along. They yep. run to the fucking factory. They put the glove on the bottle. It's like the whole thing is there. And it's like, like you wouldn't think yeah. it would work still. Cause like I never yeah, watched yeah. Laverne and Shirley, I don't, but it's, it's and like, that's one of those I mean, things. I don't think I understood at the time as a kid. Oh yeah. But right. you know, now of it course just I seems silly and funny. Yeah. yeah. And that might be one of the reasons why it holds up so well for me too, is that as I've gotten older, I've caught other references that I didn't get when right. I was 10 years old. I just thought it was hilarious like one of them that i actually wrote down was when he's uh interviewing brian doyle murray their sponsor noah mm. of noah's arcade and he writes this man blows goats on the back of the card <laughs> and i remember asking my dad what does that mean and i don't even remember what he said but he definitely did not tell me what it what, <laughs> he, he did not tell me the truth no, <laughs> and it wasn't until like years that. later where i understood it and then i was like oh my god i can't believe they got away with that in like a pg-13 movie like that's kind of great graphic like <laughs> yeah that's it's it's a little wild that they got away because i you know like it, it had to be right. like a first right. time kind of thing like were you yeah. were you down to ratings on this one or you uh, you, you uh yeah yeah i mean i mean to avoid you know again just spending 30 minutes uh quoting the movie i i just i i love this movie it holds up in every way it's one of my favorite movies of all time i firmly put this in the s tier it might be on my mount rushmore of all-time comedies <laughs> I see. I, I think like, I mean, obviously I expected that from you, but like uh, <laughs> I, the only thing I'll, I'll say, I give it an A. Uh, the only thing I, I am not so in love with Tia, Tia Carrere. Like I, I didn't have a thing for her and I, maybe it was because I was young enough that it, it didn't really, you know, click I, in my I, head or anything. I think it was around the time where they're, they're shooting the music video and she's got like that white bikini and the snake around her where I wrote down oh, Tia Carrere yeah. was a goddess. <laughs> 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 yeah i mean I, that's i mean that's really the only thing i'll have to say is like i didn't have like somebody to crush on in this movie because i didn't have a crush on her so but other than that i mean that's that's about right, all right. i got so, all, right, all right well that's wayne's world from 1992 and i hope you guys have a good rest of your day see you next time <laughs>